Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean. I'm here to give you this piping hot tea. I just want to jump on here and do a quick little podcast episode for you all. So originally I was going to do a video on that awful versus battle between Omarion and Mario and it had Ray J, Pleasure P, Bobby Valentino, Jeremiah and Tank, you know, all uh, um, R&B singers from the early 2000s. I was going to make a video on that. But you know what? I got busy at work and then I was like, you know, let me just sit back and and just, you know, see how everything plays out. And I'm glad I did that because, you know, it's a bigger conversation I want to have about this whole thing. And this is the state of black music. Now, the reason I want to call this episode the state of black music is I'm just noticing some very interesting things going on. And, you know, black music genres like especially R&B and I just want to discuss that so what what made me want to make this podcast episode is this video by my girl B with the T and for those of all who don't know Beyonce is about to drop her I believe this is her 7th album Renaissance it comes out Friday I guess next Friday and you know I already I did go online and I pre-ordered the CD more on that in a few but you know you know it's caused some 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 conversation like everything Beyonce says caused conversation so I'm just gonna play you all this little clip right here and then I'll come back with the rest of my commentary okay you guys so there's only one week left before Beyonce drops her highly anticipated album Renaissance Act One now it's been rumored that she is going to actually drop three albums. So the first album is going to be House Music. That's the one that's dropping on July 29th. Then it's rumored that the second album is going to be Afrobeats. And the third album is going to be a hip-hop and R&B album. Now, we don't have the dates for these other two alleged albums that's getting ready to drop later on. But I will keep y'all updated. But it seems like a lot of people are not excited about this house music album that she's getting ready to drop. So Beyonce just dropped a visual for her vinyl packaging and people were not here for it. Now, I also heard that B is gonna be rolling out CDs with this new album. Now, mind you, it is called Renaissance. So basically throwback, okay? So I heard she's gonna be rolling out CDs. So I'm not surprised that she's showing a visual for vinyl packaging because again, it's going with the theme Renaissance. But like I said, people were not feeling this. They are very iffy about this album. And this is what they had to say. SMH, I have a feeling I'm not gonna really care for this Beyonce era. This reminds me of American Horror Story. No, thank you. Boring rollout, but this is innovative and worth a buy for people who collect these, I guess. So nobody got a record player? Y'all annoying. This like selling DVDs at this point. The rollout is so boring for someone who people claim as the queen of music. She could have started off with doing interviews, live performances, then move on to make the rollout creative and make great use of social media by showing music video content with great visuals. What she has not done for the lead single, Break My Soul, to be interactive with her fans, which she doesn't do. Like she could have given them something related to the album that will take them time to solve. Use that website of hers is great use for this. The album is called Renaissance, which means rebirth in this context, the beginning of a new era of music. So there could have been way different and way more interesting ways she could have planned this album 
rollout. Now you're talking about a woman who literally dropped an album with no announcement in the middle of the night and changed the game. And she is the reason that everyone drops their album on Fridays instead of Tuesdays. So she has proven herself. It is no question. She is the queen. Now, as far as how this album is going to go, we are just going to have to wait and see. But I'm 100% here for it. But I want to know how you guys feel. Were you guys feeling this rollout that she did? Do you feel like it's giving boring? It's not really giving what you feel it should? You guys leave your comments below. Do not forget to subscribe. And I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, so let me start on this. Now, like I said, I went on Beyonce's um, website and I did pre-order my CD of Renaissance because I still buy CDs. I, I'll admit that. Oh, okay. I don't think there's nothing wrong with, you know, still buying a CD. I, I do stream music sometimes as well, but sometimes when you stream the music, the song don't come out clear. You know, you sometimes hear a lot of background stuff as well because, you know, think about it. The song is compressed. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you be hearing stuff in the background and, you know, I, I, I like I like a CD. I still do. So I don't think there's nothing wrong with, you know, buying a CD. But what's crazy to me is this. And let me let me drink my tea because y'all not ready for this. I've, I just find it very interesting that, you know, people are dragging Beyonce for still doing CDs and, you know, even having a vinyl. And for those of all who don't know, before the CD, you know, well, before the CD, it was a cassette. And then before the cassette, it was a vinyl. And basically the vinyl is, you know, the, the old school album. You put on the record player, you put the little needle on it, and that's how it plays. And, you know, I just find it very interesting that, you know, people are dragging Beyonce for this as if, you know, vinyls haven't made a big comeback. They did. When I was in college, I saw so many people collecting vinyls because they sold them at the bookstore during the pandemic, the sale of record players. And they've come out with some, you know, up-to-date record players. I mean, there's even record players with headphones and wireless now and, and the remotes, you know, and, you know, Amazon be selling them for like 40 something dollars and people buy them. During the pandemic, it was a lot of people buying this stuff again. Even DVDs went back up. So, I mean, is it really that crazy that Beyonce, you you know, was was not for Beyonce to include a vinyl with this album rollout? You know, I mean, I mean, really. But the biggest difference I noticed is, you know, I, I don't remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember Taylor Swift getting dragged for doing the same thing. Now, y'all know, people who know me personally know I do like Taylor Swift's music. I am a Taylor Swift fan. And you know what? I do listen to her albums. I do enjoy her albums. But, you know, Taylor Swift has always released CDs and vinyls. Even before vinyls made a comeback, Taylor Swift was still doing that. And, you know, she got praised for that. You know, it wasn't until recently that Taylor Swift was putting her stuff on streaming platforms. Because before, she she didn't like streaming platforms. She's called Apple Music and Spotify and Pandora out multiple times for not paying the artists fairly. And, you know, she got praised for that. A lot of people, you know, 
like that she was thinking about the people who are not into technology like that who still like vintage and old stuff by releasing her albums on CDs and vinyls so I, I'm just I'm just very it's just very interesting that Taylor Swift gets praised but you know Beyonce is getting dragged on Twitter and Instagram for this and you know I'm noticing it's a lot of younger people who didn't grow up with Beyonce like I did who are dragging Beyonce. You know, even that comment that no one buys DVDs and CDs anymore, and that's not true. That's not true at all. And what this all is showing me is that at least in the black genres of music like hip-hop and R&B, I'm noticing there is a big disrespect when it comes to the older generation going on. Okay, Beyonce is in her 40s now. So, you you know, I applaud her for thinking about the audience that has grown with her, that have supported her for 20-something years. Beyonce came out with Destiny's Child in the late 90s. Okay, back then there was no streaming. I did a whole podcast episode on that. You know, you either got the cassette or you got the CD. That's how people listen to the music. Or, well, I mean, you can listen to the radio. But those were the three ways people got music. Okay, most people who are streaming right now are these teenagers or people in their early 20s. People in their 40s who are the same age as Beyonce aren't really streaming. Okay, my parents aren't really streaming. I mean, well, my my mom would listen to Pandora, but but that's it. She she don't have a Spotify account. She's not on Apple Music. So you know, I applaud you, you know Beyonce for thinking about her audience. Cause let's be clear, when Beyonce drops this album, I really doubt it'll be a bunch of teenagers listening to it. Cause Beyonce has gotten into the what I call the Celine Dion category of music, where our artist has gone older and now they should just focus on their fan base that supported them all these years. Celine Dion still, Celine Dion is still putting out songs and stuff, but it's mostly people in her age group who listen to that and buy it. She's not marketing herself towards this younger generation. And I think that's what Beyonce is right now. Hell, I think that's what Taylor Swift is right now too. Taylor, the Taylor Swift of 2006 when she first came out is a very different person than what she is today. Just like Beyonce of 1997 is very different from Beyonce of 2022. Because these artists have grown. And it seems like and at, least, at least in the black community of music when you grow it's like people want to bash you or say you whack or uncool. Because you know again I don't see no one saying that about Taylor Swift. Because, see, I noticed other communities and other genres respect their icons, respect those genres, and respect the fact that, and I'm going to say respect the craft. I have never seen, you know, people who are into rock music, and I'm into rock music as well, but I mean diehard rock fans, I've never seen them go at the Rolling Stones for touring and singing the same song over and over again. Um, Alice Cooper for doing that, Kiss, etc. All these old bands who ain't making no new music but just touring constantly 
and making money that way. I have never seen any of these younger rock acts call these people lame, say they're full of shit, they're old, they need to throw in a towel. But I notice people say that about Janet Jackson. I've seen comments about, you know, new edition. I've seen comments like this about 112. So you you know, you know, these older acts still have to eat. And yeah, you know, they may not be making new music, but you know, it, you know, people will still go out and hear them old songs again. And I don't think they should be ridiculed or made fun of for that. I don't. And you know, this all is also showing me, you know, there's a big absence of music, at least in R&B and hip hop for adults. And when I say adults, I'm not talking about 19 or 18. I'm talking about 25 and up. Who is making music for the 25 and up crowd now? You know, Usher, and I'm a big Usher fan. I grew up with Usher as well. Usher also came out in 1997. Usher, Usher jumped on the song with the City Girls. I went and I watched the video, and you know, Usher looked so old standing next to them. Okay, it's people twerking, drinking, licking, stuff in the video. And you know, I'm not against that, but you know, Usher just looks so out of place. He looks old. He does, and Usher's also in his 40s. And I'm just, you know, when I watched the video, I'm just like, Usher, you know, you, you know, instead of making the little ratchet music that's popular with this young generation, you know, put out something for people your own age. And again, I hate to say this, I'm only noticing this in R&B and hip hop. You know, I look at the country artists, you know, most of the people who are Usher age, at least in country, make music for 40 year old men. Okay, I don't see Tim McGraw, you know, going to the strip club and, and throwing beer bottles at the little redneck strippers anymore. I don't see stuff like that. And Tim McGraw still puts out music and still tours and stuff. And, and you know, it's, it's just very interesting to me. All this is very interesting. And, you know, like I said when I started this podcast episode, I wanted to talk about the versus battle. But, of course, you know, life got in the way. Hold on, y'all. Let me, let me drink from this tea. But life got in the way. But... This versus battle also represents, you know, the problems I'm seeing in, you know, black music genres, like R&B especially. That Omarion, Mario, Ray J versus was so bad that people are still talking about it to this day. Omarion gave an interview saying, you know, there was no mic check and you know, he low-key was acting like he was sabotaged, and I'm sorry I call bullshit. I knew Omarion couldn't sing, even when I was a kid, and I remember B2K performed at the Spring Break show on MTV. You know, Omarion can't sing. He can just dance, and he's pretty in the face. And you know, and you know that's not what really upset me the most. What upset me was the lack of professionalism I saw on that stage. Okay, even when Ray J was singing off-key and, you know, just sounded just bad, you had, you know, the other guys, Sammy, Pleasure P, and Bobby Valentino were over here, you know, singing backup and 
and you know and, and talking while he was singing and I'm sorry since when was that cool you know I can't sing for shit but I've done a lot of back um a lot of backstage work in high school and I know when someone sings you be quiet okay you don't talk when that person's singing you know, they were drinking liquor on on stage, getting drunk. How can you sing and you drunk as hell or you got that liquor? That liquor will affect your voice. It was just bad. It, it really was. And that versus battle really showed, you know, when that auto-tune was, that was being popularized in the early 2000s, who really benefited from it because a lot of them on that stage really can't sing. After that versus battle, I had to go listen to that song One Wish by Ray J, and I had no idea how much autotune was in that song when I first heard it as a kid. But now that I went back and watched it, I'm like, damn. Because Brandy can sing without autotune, but I see Ray J can't. And, you know, another thing I'm noticing is you know the verses because see when verses first started it was during the pandemic and people was on line and stuff and it was just the artists were just on instagram they were just playing hit by hit by hit and to be honest with you i enjoy that more more now it's like you know it's this huge thing it's become this company it's become you know something quote-unquote for the culture that timbaland and swiss beats two iconic producers have put together and, you know, they've had some good verses. You know, the SWB Escape verses, I enjoyed that one. I did enjoy, um, I did enjoy the Snoop Dogg and DMX RIP. I did enjoy that one. And, you know, I even enjoyed the um, Earth, Wind & Fire versus the Isley Brothers. I enjoyed that one as well. But they done went from icons like that to the Love & Hip Hop reality TV crowd. Most of them people who were on that versus battle with Ray J and them were strictly from reality TV. That's what this new generation knows Ray J, knows Omarion, knows Pleasure P from his love and hip hop. Because they didn't grow up listening to them. So I'm just like, damn, they didn't went from icons like Gladys Knight to this. What's really going on? And so I did some digging and... For those of all who don't know, Timberland did Timberland and Swiss Bees did sell verses. Because you know, you can always bear once some, once black people start something music industry and it gets big, they usually sell it. And so, you know, even though they're technically over it, they I don't think they have as much creative control as they used to. And you know, this is what I think is gonna happen now. I think verses. You know, cause see, see, I saw, I went to the, you know, you know, I saw an article about, you know, when they sell it, what's going to happen after they sell it. Now this is from a year ago. And so it does say that they are opening verses up to any artist, any genre, any, any community. So long as they abide by the verses rules. So see, they're running out of R&B people and hip hop people to do. And so they're going to go out to other communities as well. And hell, they just, I believe they are already doing that. Because I believe last week they did a Latin one with DJ Looney Tunes and this other guy, I forgot his name. But I know who DJ Looney Tunes is. 
And you know, it's mostly Hispanic. They speak Spanish. I doubt any, you know, black people watch them unless the black person knows Spanish. And apparently it was a success. And so that's why I think Versus is going to go. I, you know, I predict they're going to open up to country artists, rock artists, you know, and, and you know, that's where it's going to go. And then you're going to see, you know, I'm going to, I predict it's going to be a lot of black people mad, a lot of black people calling foul, a lot of black artists going to come out and go on TMZ and cry and shit. But my thing is this, how y'all going to be mad when, when some of y'all didn't even respect the craft. Because, see, I wonder if this was not versus, if this was a white platform or more mainstream platform, would Omarion and all them, would they have added the jackass like that? And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people on YouTube because I listen to a lot of music music opinions on YouTube, a lot of people are kind of worried about the state of black music right now because you have all these entities like social media guiding stuff so strictly in black music. And you know, a lot of a lot of good artists are being left behind and ignored and you have a lot of foolishness being pushed. And you know, after watching all this, I agree with that. So that's just my opinion on that. If you want to, you know, do a podcast episode and talk about this, just hit me up. On that note, I'm your boy, Dean. I hope you enjoyed this piping hot tea. Love you all.